Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Good morning and welcome to our Sunday edition, but for you on the podcast, it will be on Monday, but we're doing this so we can um, spend some time in fellowship with those on the, in the family of God on Sunday morning. So thank you for clicking on and spending this time with us. We are blessed to have you here. We are in Leviticus 19 and 20 this morning and also Mark 9, 30 through 50. So if you can find your places and get ready, we will um, get into that in just a minute. <laughs> Okay, I should use that, I guess, huh? <clears throat> they should probably leave that in. <laughs> Hit a button accidentally. Hey, you want another one? I can put that one in too. I <laughs> uh, no, you probably need this one. Yeah, it's a better one. I'm putting all this in for your editing pleasure. <clears throat> so before we get started, we will look at this day in history trivia. There's a, there are some interesting things today. Uh, killer spared the electric chair killed by electric toilet. I remember leaving, reading this last year. March 5th, 1989, Michael Anderson Godwin is a convicted killer once sentenced to the electric chair, accidentally electrocutes himself to death while sitting naked on a metal toilet repairing a set of earphones connected to a plugged-in TV set. Sentenced to death to the electric chair for murder, Irwin got his sentence overturned on appeal and commuted to life imprisonment. He was spared the electric chair only to die in the electric toilet. I mean, I shouldn't be laughing. It's really serious. I know it's serious, but um, there is some kind of interesting uh, analogy we could probably draw from that. But anyway, yeah, that was what happened. John Belushi dies of an overdose on this day in 1982. At 33, the comedian John Belushi, one of the seven original cast members of Saturday Night Live, dies of an overdose from a lethal combination of cocaine and heroin uh, known as a speedball. Hmm. Patsy Cline dies in a plane crash. For those of you guys that follow the country scene, May, March 5th, 1963. She was only 30 years old. And on this day, Winston Churchill remarks, an iron curtain has descended across the continent. That was in 1946, referring to the Russian threat. And that term has been used ever since. Also, the first flight of the Spitfire, 1936 on this day, the British Spitfire plane makes its flight. First flight... It was designed to counter the German Messerschmitt, and it did. It was a phenomenal airplane. When you look at its record and what it did, it was a phenomenal design. The U.S. confiscates gold, 1933. Franklin D. Roosevelt signs his executive order calling for the confiscation of privately held gold in the U.S., and we have been suffering ever since as we move to the fiat currency and kind of the beginning of the end, I think, in many aspects. 1933, when Nazis win almost half the seats in the German elections, combined with the support of Nazi coalition partner, then the German National People's Party 
is kind of established. March 23rd is when Adolf Hitler used this majority to pass this enabling act to effectively give him dictatorial powers. Very sad. And let's see the Gulf War. March 5th, 1991, Baghdad Radio announces that Iraq has violated the annex of Kuwait and would return Kuwaiti assets. So interesting. I think that's about it. Let's look at one one little kind of half-dad joke here. It's something they have on the webpage. It's actually a, a true fact. Many shimmering lipsticks use a substance called guanine. It is made from fish scales. So the next time someone tries to kiss you, <laughs> tell them they got fish lips. All right. We are ready to go over into Leviticus chapter 19 and chapter 20. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Please guide and direct us and help us to see the things you want us to see and also to remember the things that you would have us remember. In Jesus' name, amen. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the sons of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Every one of you shall reverence his mother and father, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make for yourself molten gods. I am the Lord your God. Now when you offer a sacrifice of peace offerings to the Lord, you shall offer it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten the same day you offer it. And the next day, but what remains until the third day shall be burned with fire. So if it is eaten at all on the third day, it is an offense. It will not be accepted. Everyone who eats it will bear his iniquity, for he has profaned the holy thing of the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from his people. Now when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap the very corners of your field, nor gather, nor shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest, nor shall you glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather the fallen fruit of your vineyard, you shall leave them for the needy and for the stranger. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal, nor deal falsely, nor lie to one another. You shall not swear falsely by my name, so as to profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not oppress your neighbor, nor rob him. The wages of a hired man are not to remain with you all night until morning. You shall not curse a deaf man nor place a stumbling block before the blind. But you shall reserve or revere your God, I am the Lord. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor nor defer to the great, but you are to judge your neighbor fairly. You shall not go about as a slanderer among the people, and you are not to act against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate your fellow countrymen in your heart. You may surely reprove your neighbor, but you shall not incur sin before him. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the sons of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You are to keep my statutes. You shall not breed together two kinds of your cattle. You shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed nor wear a garment upon you of two kinds of material mixed together. 
Now, if a man lies carnally with a woman who is a slave acquired from another man, but who has in no way been redeemed nor given her freedom, there shall be punishment. They shall not, however, be put to death because she was not free. He shall bring his guilt offering to the Lord to the doorway of the tent of meeting, a ram for a guilt offering. The priest also will make atonement for him with the ram for a guilt offering before the Lord for his sin which he has committed, and the sin which he has committed will be forgiven him. When you enter the land and plant all kinds of trees for food, then you shall count their fruit as forbidden. Three years it shall be forbidden to you, it shall not be eaten. But in the fourth year all of its fruit shall be holy, an offering of praise to the Lord. In the fifth year you are to eat its fruit, that its yield may increase for you. I am the Lord your God. You shall not eat anything with blood, nor practice divination or soothsaying. You shall not round off the side growth of your heads, nor harm the edges of your beard. You shall not make any cuts in your body for the dead, or make any tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. Do not profane your daughter by making her a harlot, so that the land will not fall to harlotry, and the land become full of lewdness. You shall keep my Sabbaths and revere my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Do not turn to mediums or spiritists. Do not seek them out to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. You shall rise up before the gray-headed and honor the aged, and you shall revere your God. I am the Lord. When a stranger resides with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. The stranger who resides with you shall be to you as a native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you were aliens in the land of Egypt, and uh, I am the Lord your God. You shall do no wrong in judgment and measurement of weight or capacity. You shall have just balances, just weights, and just ephah, and a just hand. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Thus you shall observe my statutes and my ordinances and do them. I am the Lord. So there we have the ordinances and very strict ordinances there in chapter 19. There's a lot going on uh, in there. I just wanted to mention we just covered uh, Naboth's vineyard, how Ahab wanted that vineyard and how uh, the prophet, or I mean, Naboth had to say no, and then he was judged by the prophet for it. But one of the things that he was going to do was break this law that you cannot sow two kinds of seed. He wanted to take Naboth's vineyard and plant a vegetable garden, and yet it was dedicated to the seed of the vineyard. It's very interesting how all these little laws we see pop up um, and how they break, you know, break the, the whole cycle of things, and God judges them for it. But we also see this interesting um, New Testament concept that Jesus mentioned, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. When that Jew came to him and say, what must I do to inherit your life? Or I guess it was Nicodemus. But this man was wanting, again, to know what he needed to do to complete the law, and, and Jesus says, keep the whole law. And he also he went on to love your neighbor as yourself. He was, he was incorporating the whole of the law, not just all the ordinances, but also the heart. Love was part of the law. 
This is why they were, they were not to hate their fellow neighbor. They were not to come against them, sue them, and respect them, and treat them fairly. And our court system today is based off of these ordinances that were given to Moses from God. Hopefully, if I mean, if they would be obeyed, then we could see a much more stable society. Chapter 20 now. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, You shall also say to the sons of Israel, Any man from the sons of Israel or from the aliens sojourning in Israel who gives any of his offspring to Molech shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. I will also set my face against that man will cut him off from among his people because he has given some of his offspring to Molech so as to defile my sanctuary and profane my holy name. If the people of the land, however, should never disregard that man when he gives any of his offspring to Molech so as not to put him to death, then I myself will set my face against that man and against his family and will cut off from among their people both him and all those who play the harlot after him by playing the harlot after Molech. As for the person who turns to mediums and spiritists and plays the harlot after them, I will also set my face against that person and will cut him off from among his people. You shall consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my statutes and practice them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. If there is anyone who curses his father or his mother, he shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father and his mother. His blood guiltiness is upon him. If there is a man who commits adultery with another man's wife, one who commits adultery with his friend's wife, the adulterer and the adulteress, shall surely be put to death. Now, if there's a man who lies with his father's wife, he has uncovered his father's nakedness. Both of them shall surely be put to death. Their blood guiltiness is upon them. If there is any a man who lies with his daughter-in-law, both of them shall surely be put to death. They have committed incest. Their blood guiltiness is upon them. If there is a man who lies with a male as those who lie with a woman, both of them have committed a detestable act. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood guiltiness is upon them. If there is a man who marries a woman and her mother, it is immorality. Both he and they shall be burned with fire so that there will be no immorality in your midst. If there is a man who lies with an animal, he shall surely be put to death. You shall also kill the animal. If there is a woman who approaches an animal to mate with it, you shall kill the woman and the animal. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood guiltiness is upon them. If there is a man who takes his sister, his father's daughter, or his mother's daughter, so that he sees her nakedness and she sees his nakedness, it is a disgrace that should be cut off in the sight of the sons of their people. He has uncovered his sister's nakedness. He bears the, his guilt. If there is a man who lies with a menstruous woman and uncovers her nakedness, he has laid bare her flow. She has exposed her flow of her blood. Thus, both of them shall be cut off from among the people. You shall also not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister or of your father's sister, for such a one has made naked his blood relative. They will bear their guilt. If there is a man who lies with his uncle's wife, he has uncovered his uncle's nakedness. They will bear their sin. They will die childless. If there is a man who takes his brother's wife, it is abhorrent. 
is uncovered his brother's nakedness, they will be childless. You are therefore to keep all my statutes and my ordinances and do them, so that the land to which I am bringing you to live in will not spew you out. Moreover, you shall not follow the customs of the nations which I drive out before you, for they did all these things, and therefore I have abhorred them. Since I have said to you, you are to possess their land, I myself will give it to you to possess it, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God who has separated you from your peoples. You there are therefore to make distinction between the clean animal and the unclean, between the unclean bird and the clean. You shall not make yourself detestable by animal or by bird or by anything that creeps on the ground, which I have separated for you as unclean. Thus you are to be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from my people to be mine. Now the man or woman who is a medium or a spiritist shall surely be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones. Their blood guiltiness is upon them. It's very interesting in God's mind how he equates anything in the spirit world to the physical immorality in the, in the physical world. The, the idea here is holiness, cleanliness. And we just read a lot about this yesterday, about these laws of not uncovering one's nakedness. We are to revere, honor the human body as a temple of the Holy Spirit, as special, and it is something that God designed and made. And he made it so that one man and one woman could then live together as one flesh and have offspring and be blessed and follow the Lord and be an example of a covenant relationship and a a relationship of fidelity where there is a covenant, a promise that everything the two would share was a covenant between them and them alone, that there was a love relationship that they would not give themselves over to any other. And this obviously pours over into the spiritual they, as a nation, were to have this relationship with Yahweh, which was to be um, a relationship of fidelity. They were not to offer themselves up to any other god. And if they would, then they, it was adultery, and they were to be killed in the same way that one who would sleep with his mother-in-law or someone was to be killed. Because God's standard for us to be with him in eternity and to, to enjoy the peace that surpasses understanding, his protection, his goodness, and, and new bodies in eternity and healing and provision. All of this, his standard for us is fidelity and to hold, set him apart, to be separate from the world. And he said, everybody in Israel should be like this, but everybody in Canaan we know is exactly the opposite. They all slept together. They all did everything. They offered their children to Molech. You guys are not to be that way. And yet we find out this is exactly what the kings end up doing. Ahab being a big example of this, again, his wife married he married a um, Phoenician priestess, actually prostitute priestess uh, of the pagan uh, deity there, which was essentially Molech, the Baals there have a correlation because there's different deities that are come under the banner of Baal to, to a large degree. So anyway, uh, he was 
wholeheartedly worshiping these false gods. And the people couldn't do, wouldn't do anything about it. And so, of course, the whole north came under judgment, goes into uh, captivity in Assyria. So now we're going to jump over to Mark 9, verse 30. Okay? We'll read the rest of Mark. From there they went out and began to go throughout Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know about it. For he was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he has been killed, he will rise three days later. But they did not understand this statement, but they were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he began to question them. What were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent. For on the way they had discussed with one another which of them was the greatest. Sitting down, he called the twelve and said to them, If anyone wants to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Taking the child, he set him before him, and taking him in his arms, he said, Whoever receives one child like this in my name receives me, and whoever receives me does not receive me but him who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he was not following us. But, Jesus said, do not hinder him, for there is no one who will perform a miracle in my name and be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. For he who is not against us is for us. And whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because of your name as followers of Christ, truly I say to you, he will not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, it would be better for him if with a heavy millstone hung around his neck, he had been cast into the sea. Verse 43, if your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than having your two hands to go into hell into the unquenchable fire where their worms do not die and the fire is not quenched. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than having your two feet to be cast into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. If your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Amazing words, as always, and we see here the death and resurrection of Jesus clearly laid out. Son of man will be delivered over, over to the hands of men. They will kill him. And when he's been killed, he will rise on the third day, three days later. And all the disciples are going, huh? They go up on the Mount of Transfiguration. They see his resurrected, glorified body. He explains to them that he explains the resurrection. They come down on the mountain going, hmm, resurrection. What does he mean exactly? What do you, hmm, they don't understand what he means about resurrection keeps telling them, he keeps telling them, but they're not able to really process the information because they're so sure that he's coming to set up the kingdom and be king now. Doesn't happen. Well, 
I love this fact that he, he tells, you know, not to hinder the little children to come to him, that we all need to come to him like, like a little child. This is why we do kids' ministry, and this is why we baptize children. We, anyone who can come to me, any child, and say, I believe and I understand that Jesus died for my sins and rose on the third day. I love Jesus. Well, we by no wise cast out. We will no law. We won't say no. You can't be baptized. If they seem to grasp the idea, then we are being biblical and not hindering any of these little ones to coming to Him. And we certainly don't want a millstone around our necks. So, <laughs> and I I say that in in jest, but it's a serious thing when people hold their kids back that want to come to know God and, and keep telling them, oh, that's not right, that's ridiculous, it's a fairy tale, and I won't let you go with your friends to church or your mother to church. That's a very, very scary situation for them to be in before God, and they will be held accountable. We don't want that to happen at all, ever. Um, yeah, we got to be really, really careful and um, help people at least get a glimpse or help them to reason with them. Say, hey, why don't you let your grandson go to church? It's not going to hurt anything. They're going to learn good morals. And by the way, did you know the Bible says? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you might have to do that. The Bible says you hold that kid back. You uh, don't. You're going to be like severely judged for it. You don't want to find yourself in that situation. So that is something to think about. Charles Spurgeon here on the. 5th of March. Home Blessings is the title of this. He blesseth the habitation of the just. Proverbs 3.33. He fears the Lord, and therefore he comes under the divine protection, even as to the roof which covers himself and his family. His home is an abode of love, a school of holy training, a place of heavenly light where the name of the Lord is daily had in reverence. Therefore, the Lord blesses his habitation. It may be a humble cottage or a lordly mansion, but the Lord's blessing comes because of the character of the inhabitant and not because of the size of the dwelling. That house is most blessed in which the master and mistress are God-fearing people. But a son or a daughter or even a servant may bring a blessing on the whole household. The Lord often preserves, prospers, and provides for a family for the sake of the one or two in it who are just persons in his esteem because his grace has made them so. Beloved, let us have Jesus for our constant guest, even as the sisters of Bethany had, and then we shall be blessed indeed. Let us look to it that in all things we are just, in our trade, in our judgment of others, in our treatment of neighbors, and on our own special character. A just God cannot bless unjust transactions. So, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for the guidance in your word in showing us these truths and showing us the degree to which you call us to be holy before you and the degree by which you went to the cross for us to cleanse us of all sins and all of those requirements in the law you met perfectly so that no accusation could be come against you so that you could present yourself as pure before the 
Father, and then present us that you would say to the Father that you were, you have gathered in the sheep that are yours, and that you're claiming them, and that we're your bride as well. So many interesting comparisons, different uh, modeling there. And so we thank you for that. Thank you for the time that we have reading your word and gaining this insight around us. And may you increase in our ministry to all those who are hurting and looking for your touch to be made whole again. All of us that have have veered off into all kinds of immoral types of lifestyles, immoral living. Um, God, you now say that rather than being cut off and cast out and stoned, you will forgive if we would just come to you and ask. So we ask for your cleansing, we ask for your forgiveness, and we ask God for the little ones, the little kids, that we bring them before you, that they may be saved and come to have a relationship with you before the world gets a hold of them and ruins them, as it is so apt to do, and corrupt them. God, we pray for evangelism with the children that would be continual, strong. Bless Renee as she's got such a gift for that, and her helpers, although they come Everyone who comes alongside us, the mission, continue to use that, God. We want to lift up our church and that you would just fill us to overflowing with your spirit and that we would be yielding up our lives to you, that you might be working to do a a mighty work here in this town. God, and it's only by your spirit, but we ask that you bring in the lost, the hurting, those looking for answers, that they may be blessed and come to know the God of their salvation in a, na- a way they never even thought possible, that we'd see the blessings flow and we'd see healing of all kinds and we'd see relationships restored. So thank you, God. And we do pray for relationships that are being restored. Some recent testimonies that are, that's been um, brought to me and just wonderful news about relationships being healed. So thank you for that. Continue to heal those relationships and bring people into a deeper knowledge. And we ask for continued healing physically and all those who need it, all those looking for a touch. So thank you, God. We bless you, and we give the, the rest of this day to you. In Jesus' name, amen. There we go. That'll do it. And if you want to jump on live with us, we're on every morning, 9 o'clock Texas time. And we are um, covering these these books um, chapter by chapter chronologically. So look for us, Manna for Breakfast, on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch, Twitter, Telegram, and Rumble, as well as the CalvaryPV.com. CalvaryPV.com, you hit watch live. We're usually there. And we're also on the radio, um, on the Calvary PV radio there on the webpage. You can find it as well. So with all that being said, have a blessed day. We will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.